Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. Its powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store. Also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Let's talk summer festivities, whether it's celebrating graduations, jetting off on summer adventures, or dancing the night away at the epic end of summer wedding, Macy's has got you covered. Seriously, Macy's is like my summer savior. I have a fancy wedding on the horizon, so now I'm on the hunt for the perfect black tie dress, and you better believe Macy's is my first stop. I mean, with brands like DKNY and Michael Kors, it's a no-brainer. Macy's is the MVP of wedding season. And speaking of summer vibes, I'm already daydreaming about lazy days by the pool, Macy's is my go-to for all things poolside. Bathing suits that make you feel like a million bucks, beach towels to soak up the sun, and even floaties to keep the kids entertained. They've seriously got it all. So whether you're glamming up for a special occasion or stocking up for summer fun, shop at Macy's.com or in-store to find everything you need to make this summer unforgettable. Don't miss out. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store and let's make this summer one for the books. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york scrubbing in with becca tilly and tanya rad an iHeartRadio and people's choice award winning podcast hello happy monday everybody we are scrubbing in if i feel like we were just here like two days ago feels like we just had the podcast the mantle Oh, God, that feels like forever ago. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah. This weekend felt very long to me, though. That's why. You rested. I did nothing, and it was awesome. Honestly, can you, when was the last time, like Christmas? Was that the last Christmas. time you did that? Uh-huh. How did it feel? Like, amazingly awesome. So you do what, because a lot of, I feel like a lot of people who are like you who go, 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 don't do, like, they get restless when they're trying to rest. I thought I was going to get like that. But boy, did I enjoy it. You I went home. It. My parents pampered me. Yeah. I didn't check any emails. Like, it was just on. And it was awesome. There is something about being able to fully relax when you're at your parents' house. Yeah. There is something to that. And it was, that. like, raining. Yeah, that was, this was a good weekend for yeah. you to rest. Yeah. But now I'm back in it, baby. You started Monday with a bang? Banging. What? How so? <laughs> 
Well, just woke up, came to work. <laughs> just you know, the usual Monday thing. <laughs> Checked her email for the first time. And yeah, days. had a lot of emails to respond to, but it felt great. Good. Yeah. So you're ba- you feel like ready to go, rested and ready to go. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I've been, I rested all week, so I was like, but I was restless. Like I, it's weird because um, now that I live alone, I miss the company of my sisters. Like, I don't necessarily want a roommate, but I loved having my sisters there, if that makes sense. Totally. Because, like, they weren't roommates to me. It was, like, living with my family, because it is my family. But I don't know it's different than coming home to someone who's not family sitting on the couch and watching TV. Then, like, I would get home and be like, hey, what'd you do today? Well, it's like it's like a social life on demand. Like, if you want to just be isolate yourself to your room, you can. Yeah. If you want people to talk to, there they are. But I, I don't necessarily, like, I love living alone. So it's it's a weird combination of Yeah, I, I think if I would have stayed home all weekend in my apartment, I would have gotten a little restless. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that I had my parents around, I was able to just, like, chill. Yeah, and so, like, when I don't have a lot going on work, it's weird because, like, sometimes with my schedule, it's, like, go, 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 and I have something every day or every night. Or it's like nothing or it's stuff that I need to just do from home. And so once I do that and I'm still at home, I'm like, okay. And, you know, I could get out and exercise or go do something, but like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exercising is not appealing to you. It's It's weird because once I go one time, I'm good. Like I get excited about it. But getting to that one time is so hard for me. And I don't know why, because every time I start try, like exercising regularly, I'm like, why don't I do this every single day? But it's been I've been off for a long time now, so it is it's gonna be hard to start up again. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it, but I I do but, get what you're saying. Yeah, but you do it like it's it's a part of your routine. Yeah, now. I think if I didn't do it, I'd probably be the same way as you. Just just like eh. no, <laughs> yeah. You get out of the routine of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But um, my Hink, my youngest sister, Hannah, and we call her Hink, but she came over yesterday and we went and got our nails done and had lunch and we watched the uh, Michael Jackson documentary together, which was very not a f- like uplifting the show. Bad. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty disturbing. But it's hard. I I don't know. Like, I'm there's so much controversy around it because there's so many people saying, you know, he he can't, he's not here to defend himself. Like, why are they coming out with this now? Right, right. And I get like why his family is like, what are, why are you doing this? Because it's, it was heavy and like quite disturbing what the allegations are. How long is it? Uh, it was two hours, and I think it's two hours tonight as nice. well. But it's just, it you go, it is a weird mental thing because you go back and forth, and you're like, if these, if this happened to these guys, then this is horrific. And if it didn't happen, and they're they're these allegations are false, and it's this whole documentary, it's horrific. So it's like, a weird why would they be making it up? That's, right, I was gonna that's say, why main, lie about that and like make well, a whole documentary? People are saying about it. like, there's, you know obviously so much money involved but it is I mean that my whole thought process watching it because there was so much controversy surrounding it before it even aired I was like what's like why are people acting like these guys would just make this stuff up and but maybe you're like, right maybe it is a money grab or something but I, I don't it's feel a strange like- money grab to me because I and maybe I'm naive to think like I it's 
I don't know. But what's your well, when you're watching it, do you feel like hmm, how do I phrase this? Do you believe them when you're watching it? Are, are they are they compelling, convincing? Yeah, I mean it's very compelling and it's very convincing, but it's it's also you kind of do get into this thing where it's like there's tons of that's one of the most wealthy, you know, families mm-hmm. and um but and he's not here to defend himself. However, the things that they're saying it's it's interesting because they there was proof and pictures that these boys were on they were with him often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's more of what they say happened behind the scenes and I don't know why there would be any reason to make it up and it's just like it's kind of interesting cuz it's this whole me too movement but it's these two men and it's this Well, couldn't we they have also been like you never know what could have been and this is horrible because I, I think the the parents are the ones we should be looking at. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were paid a certain something to well, the not pa- talk then or you know what I mean? Maybe there's some sort of NDA sign. There were settlements, not with I don't think with these people in this documentary, but there have been settlements with previous accusers. Right. But there were other uh Macaulay Culkin and with the, another guy that were like hit because he would kind of go through where he'd have his little friend or like the Mm. younger boy that would go with him and travel with him but it was only one at a time and so at the end there were two that say that none of this happened to them Mm -hmm. so it was just an interesting thing because it was like why would he do it with both of these guys these boys and then not with these other ones who say nothing happened it is fascinating with him isn't it how we've all just kind of accepted whether if you don't believe this these accusations that he's just oh it's just a childlike guy who liked to hang out with little boys and that's just okay like it's weird that that's just I become because if you heard that about anybody else you'd be shocked and say that's horrible and it needs to be stopped but it is true the pa- the parent situation was very bizarre because they were so caught up in the excitement and the fame and flying to wherever and going to these concerts and they were like one of the moms was like I got to meet Sean Connery like she was like stoked on it still it seemed like and it's you're like your child was seven years old why was he left alone that's where I have issues yeah Mm -hmm. and it's true I mean I don't know uh, no one only those people know what happened but it's kind of like your job is to protect your child and letting them go stay with a grown man when they're that young I was talking it's to Patty to from the morning show the other day. She told me her sons will never sleep over at anyone's house ever <laughs> until they're adults and can make their own decisions. But on her watch, they will never stay over at a friend's house for any reason. I think that's a little extreme. Right. But uh, that's her policy. Okay. That's probably the better policy if you had to choose one of the two. Oh, yeah, rather than just being, like, loosey-goosey with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's really heavy. I'm And I'm fascinated to see the second part because I saw a tweet from... Um, What's it, Judd Apatow? Apatow, and he was like, "Everything will change after tomorrow night," or something like, implying that the second part is makes you think what? Well, isn't this where Oprah? Mm. Isn't there something about Oprah getting involved? She did. She interviewed them. Yeah, she interviewed them for uh for the own network, I believe. And Uh, I I think that I don't think that aired over the weekend. Did it not air already? There's an interesting article. In Oprah Magazine or on OprahMagazine.com, I don't know the exact site, Easton, will you look it up, uh, where a woman who was a huge fan supporter of Michael Jackson has finally oh. turned. So it's an interesting perspective to uh-huh. read and then, you know, gather the yeah. information for yourself. But I agree with you, Mark. It's weird because, like, if any other situation, it would be like, why is this grown, like, why is this, 
It's Why a weird we benefit of the doubt that Michael Jackson was granted. Uh-huh. No matter what he was up to, that's a weird thing that we just accepted that as a society, that he's just a queer, weird, quirky guy who hangs out with little boys. Okay. You yeah. know? Not I think- me. I think it's weird. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like it's big, it was like a pass given for some reason yeah. for him that right. like it, in any other situation I don't think would happen. Right. Those parents would let wouldn't let those kids stay at anyone else's house right. except Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I was at uh, I went to the Autry Museum in Los Angeles over the weekend and they have his uh, sparkly glove on display and like one of his Western style costumes and I overheard another museum patron say like, this is probably coming out soon." And I was thinking like this isn't anything new though right. these accusations right, yeah. you know so it, it'd be it's going to be interesting to see what changes after didn't they this. take they took all his music off radio and like streaming sites i thought just, i think this weekend i think they i read that. That, yeah. yeah but i wonder how long that'll last i don't know well i've been really into just some heavy docu there's this new one with um about the gypsy rose blanchard case mm. And it's coming out on Hulu, and I have been obsessive about like watching old interviews and documentaries. <laughs> it's really one with Joey King. Yeah, it's called The Act. It's okay. gonna be on Hulu. Great. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's really like I said, it's it's sad if it's sad either way, whether it's true or not. And it's something was it was weird, regardless that he's that they spent so much time with him. Well, uh, while we're on the sad trend here we lost luke perry this morning like we should acknowledge that and uh, we we mentioned uh we were talking earlier he was in studio a couple of years ago with ryan and the secret show yeah what a he was everything you wanted him to be couldn't Mm -hmm. have been nicer more charming funny like it was just great to meet him and everything like he was everything he was everything yeah so i i'm I'm really just really bummed by this i think it's in vegas with us did you guys get to meet him he was at festival uh, this past September, and Ryan and I had this amazing moment with him and Def Leppard, and huh. he is, Luke Perry is the nicest person. Mm. I, I can't say enough times. He is so kind and friendly and warm and really got along well with Ryan Seacrest, and Ryan mm-hmm. felt the same way, so that was just months ago. I know. And you're still, Amy's like in a, a, a sort of denial over there. She hasn't switched to past tense for Luke Perry. She's still present tense. He is the nicest guy. I don't really, I try never to switch to past tense. I guess like Abraham Lincoln maybe, but like <laughs> for current people, it's like because he is the nicest person. Yeah. I just thought it was so beautiful that he was surrounded by his children, his fiance, the kid's mom, mm-hmm. all this family, mm-hmm. but oh, just really. I know. Because he is so nice. Yeah, I just feel like it's, you see, it's it's really interesting because you see these people who seem like, I don't know, in your mind, he was part of like so many people's childhood and now he's part of like this next generation and and it's just, he's, he's so young for that to have happened. Mm-hmm. So. so young. Yeah. 52. So sad. I know. It is. So uh, we should uh, get that out of our systems. And we have because we have some nice guests coming in here today. We do. We should talk about. You want to introduce or talk about our first one? Is Francia first? Yeah. Okay. So we are going to have you know, and she can probably say her last name, but I feel like I always butcher it. But it's Francia Reisa, um, and she is uh, in Grownish, which is the spinoff to Blackish, which is like huge, massive success. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually met Francia maybe like seven years ago. 
maybe even longer than that. Um, so we're really excited to get to know her, have her in here. And How did you meet her? Through church. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we started going to, to um, church together, and it was like when it was a little bit smaller, so we were all like, we would like do girls' nights together mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so I really love her. So we're going to have her in today. Okay. And a woman named Jillian that I don't think people know, but uh, as a, well, somebody, people in Los Angeles might know her because she's on the radio in town, and she's got quite a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. one of our favorite people, so we'll get yeah. her in here too. Hiring, switching gears is very challenging. Got to switch gears yeah. from time to time, and hiring is challenging. We used to we had an opening on the morning show we had to fill recently. It is tough to find the right people. Yeah, because there are multiple job sites, there are stacks of resumes, and a confusing review process. But there's one place that you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com/becca. Yeah, so ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. So with their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Day. First That's day. 24 hours, people. I would have loved this and used this heavily when I was looking for a job. Um, I remember struggling and looking, just like trying to find somewhere to go. Nowadays, it's hard. You got all these different websites promising yeah. to get you there. ZipRecruiter really does. Yeah. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Becca. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-C-A. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash Becca. So with the with the colder weather and the European travel that I just got back from, my skin has been super dry, and I'm really into trying to moisturize and nail the dewy skin look that everyone is into right now. So I've been using BioClarity to help restore my skin. I use their essentials routine for normal or dry skin, and it's only three easy steps, cleanse, restore, and hydrate. And it contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, olive, and shea, plus Floralux from chlorophyll. And it also helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out skin tone. What's Floralux? Can you guys explain that to me? You know, I had a feeling somebody might ask that. Well, it's a form of chlorophyll that is proven to help nourish your skin and remove any imperfections and blemishes. So Floralux has antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties that help feed your skin from the outside in. Thank you. (laughs) There you go, Mark. No problem. Um, And the best part is that BioClarity is delivered straight to your door, which you know I love. And it's an easy-to-use three-step skincare routine that's 100% vegan plus gluten and cruelty-free. Um, when I was in Europe, it was so cold and windy. My skin needed to be rejuvenated, so I used BioClarity's clarifying mask. It evens out the skin tone and texture while also shrinking the appearance of my pores. And the best part is that it doesn't dry your skin out. Um, so get healthy, radiant skin by going to BioClarity.com. And right now, our listeners will save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal, FYI. But you need to enter our code BECCA at checkout. Yeah, so go to BioClarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. 
when you use our code Becca at checkout. That's bioclarity.com and use code Becca. Okay, well, during all of that, um, we had a new person walk into the OR, <laughs> yeah. and that person is Francia. Hey. Will you say your last name? I, oh, it's, it's okay. A lot of people can't say it. It's uh, Francia Raisa. So I say it right, but I just don't have. I can't do the R. Yeah, you can say Raisa. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, I know I'm gonna say this wrong, and she can say it better when she gets here. It's actually my middle name. I'm named after the first lady of Russia, Raisa Gorbachev. Oh, yeah. Wow. My middle name. So when you started acting and stuff, you were like, I'm going to use this instead of my last name. Well, I did use my last name for Bring It On. So if you see the credit, it says Francia Almendares, but it was just too many syllables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my dad said he did name me Francia Raisa because he knew I was going to be a star one day. So oh. I might as well use it. So Did they like the Gorbachevs or just the name? Were they fans my, of the Russians? My dad was a fan of Raisa. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I guess she was, you know, can I say that? <laughs> Sh- say whatever you want. She was the <laughs> back then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I found that out later in life, and now I'm like, I don't know if that's something I should talk about. <laughs> I think it's okay. It's yeah. unique. Yeah, it is unique. Did you grow up here? Are you, where are you from? Originally? Yes, um, first generation American, born and raised here in Los Angeles. Uh, my mom is from Mexico, and my dad is from Honduras. Wow. I don't know why I said Honduras. Honduras. <laughs> That's how I would say it. Honduras. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was trying to say it with an American accent and Spanish at the same yeah. time. I know. Everything I, I'm from the South, and so I feel like everything I say just sounds, if I try, the harder I try to make it sound authentic, yeah. it sounds worse. So I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, no. I'm from the South. It is what it is. Except that it is what it is. Yeah. For a long time, I was trying not to use my Spanish accent, but I'm like, you know what? It, it, that's how I grew up. I'm going to yeah. use it. Yeah. I wish everyone I wishes. It. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wishes they could speak Spanish. I'll just do it. It's so true. I was horrible at Spanish. I wish I had really tried harder than I did. But I felt like I kind of, it was one of those things where I felt like my my teacher didn't care as much either. So, yeah. you know, I didn't feel like I was given the proper opportunity to really thrive. Yeah, I kept it because I watched Spanish soap operas, and my parents were really adamant about us keeping our Spanish, but they didn't really help us understand why. I think if I had a better understanding of how it would help me in the future, I think I would have, because I I speak fluent Spanish, but my sister is one of them, like, she understands it perfectly, but it's broken, but I kept it because I watched Spanish television a lot. Is that why you wanted to become an actress? Yes, because of telenovelas. Really? Yeah, I was oh. watching them with my grandmother growing up, and I was like, I'm going to do that one day. And here we are. Okay, so that's what we, I want to get into that a little bit, because right now, obviously, you're on Grownish, which is just, like, massive. Yeah. Like, huge. For, like, huge. Really? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I want to talk about the road to getting there, because yeah. there's been, you know, it's, it's not easy. No. And um, so I kind of want to just like start from, I guess, when you started acting and then kind of like the peaks and valleys and like when things were really good, when mm-hmm. things are really bad. And, and we, can, I mean, I was telling everybody earlier that we met like, I don't know, seven or eight years Long ago. Long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, through church mm-hmm. and maybe talk about how your faith kept you going through all this. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm going to talk for a while now, guys. <laughs> Um, So I was 16 years old when I decided to pursue this finally. I was a junior in high school, and I'd always known that I wanted to do this. I just didn't know quite how to get into it. And something happened at school where I got kicked off the cheerleading squad um, for being absent. I got really, really sick, and we had competition. So I, I went home early, and my mom just didn't let me go to practice. And 
she didn't really understand the whole cheerleading thing anyway. And we had, again, we had a competition. I was their main flyer. So I just got a call from the captain saying, you're off the squad. Like, what, whatever. And I was like, okay, so um, I'm going to pursue this acting thing. Screw cheerleading. Now I'm not upset, you know, whatever. <laughs> we were all young. But I think it is funny that my first movie was Bring It On, though. Put <laughs> <laughs> so out there. <laughs> Um, but I was a dancer actually, and, um, I started dancing at Millennium and I was backup dancing for an artist and two of the backup dancers were actresses. And one of them came in, she's like, I just booked this show on Fabulous. That's how old I was. No one knows what Unfabulous is these days. <laughs> Emma Roberts was in it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, Hey, can I, how did you do it? Can you kind of guide me? And she was like, well, I have a manager and well, she is looking for a Latina artist who speaks Spanish. Are you bilingual? And I was like, yeah, mind you, I didn't realize at the time how forward that was to kind of like just say, Hey, I want to do this. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but you know, she was very gracious and did introduce me to her manager. She signed me right away and I started auditioning and mind you, I had no training, not one. And I wish I did. Cause I walked into an audition and they're like, all right, go. And I'm like, well, where's the set? Like, what, 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 you just want me to act here in this this room with this little, you know, camera here? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And so it was bad for a while. <laughs> but I <laughs> I got lucky um, about six months later, I booked Bring It On. And that was really because I was a dancer. And I, you know, the dance audition was really awesome. And uh, then I was like, cool, great. Now we're good. And it wasn't. And then I had to go back and audition again. I was like, what? It got hard again. <laughs> And I, I, I did, I was very fortunate. I booked a movie um, on ABC Family called, at the time it was called ABC Family, uh, The Cutting Edge. And that was because I have a figure skating background. Oh, cool. And then um, I booked The Secret Life of the American Teenager and things were going great. And then Secret Life was done. And then I was like, now what do I do? But that, that was not great. That was like great. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah. That, I'm like, that was a huge show for ABC Family. Yeah, huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like no one really knew what ABC Family was until, until that show. Life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. I remember talking about it, and they're like, what's ABC Family? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it used to be called Fox Family, but now it's ABC Family. And how and many like, seasons did that go? Yeah, it's a great question. I think five or six. Because you must be feeling really good at that point. Like, you're like, I'm on a hit show. Like, I like, I, was that your, like, I made it moment? It was my I made it moment. Yeah. But there was so much I didn't know about this industry still in my I made it moment. And right. I actually didn't have, like, the best people around me either. And I'd realized that I didn't have the quite, like, the best team around me. I'm very grateful for anyone that put any time into me. Like, I just want to put that out there. But I just didn't know where to go from there. So that's a key thing. Yeah. I hear that a lot from people in industry is well, having the, the, right the right team around you. Yeah. Because I felt kind of shelved afterwards. It's like I was on a show mm-hmm. and then I didn't know to think about branding and, and what's next. And yeah, I'm employed right now. But what about afterwards? It's like you work so hard to make it. But then there's the part of staying there. And that was the hardest part that I, and the hardest lesson I think I learned. And then when we met, I was like, I, I don't know what to do here. And I remember uh, a friend of mine sat me down and she's like, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be doing this. And I was like, well, how come my team didn't tell me that? Mm-hmm. It's funny. Cause when I met you, I was also like a low in my life, but because of relationship, like my uh, relationship, I just crashed. And I was like, leaning into my faith for that reason yeah and I, I think I I had just gotten out of a terrible relationship um when not when we I was 20 years old when I got out of that but it was super abusive and I didn't really really realize it until I went to therapy what eight years later 
But oh. um, yeah, so I think that played in part with like this whole Hollywood industry. It was just, it's crazy. What but, was your first impression of Tanya when you met her all those years ago? I thought she was hilarious and I wanted to find her a boyfriend. That's <laughs> how <laughs> <laughs> so we feel. Yeah. Still the reaction we get. <laughs> I really enjoy you in the mornings when you talk about your love life to Ryan. I really <laughs> enjoy you. them. Yeah. You, you have, you know what, you have a really good, are you, do you talk about your boyfriend? Yeah, I do. I okay. Do. Cause was, your was, story is pretty great about how you guys met and like started dating. Yeah. We actually met on the set of Grownish. He was in the camera department. Wait, how long have you been on Grownish? How long is that? Since uh, 2017, September. Okay. We okay. started filming September 2017, started airing January of 2018. So that's when you met him, though? Yes. Okay. I met him, and I was not ready to meet him. Like, for a long time, I was all, you know, we talked about this dating and this guy, and he's not texting me back and all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then finally, I met someone. All the complaints I had, he was giving me. Yeah. Everything I said I wanted, he was giving me. He was texting me back. Not even just texting me. He was calling me. And I was like, this guy's annoying. <laughs> I don't want this. It's too much. And, and it took a while for me to be like, what, Francie, what are you doing? You've been asking for this. This guy is giving it to you and you're going to say, nope, he's too nice. I remember saying that like to my pastor, he's too nice. And he's like, that doesn't exist. I'm like, no, it's a real thing. He's way too nice. He's giving me too much attention. Too much attention. <laughs> Actually paying attention to the things yeah. that I said. I mean, And being cute. What is it? When he sent you something, it was like your favorite candy or something. You're like, uh. <laughs> no, yeah, I told you this at the airport. Yeah. No, what had happened was um, I, you know, <laughs> so one day on set, he and he had been pursuing me for quite a bit. And I had told him I am not ready for a relationship. At this time, things were going crazy. One, you know, being on Grownish, I'm, I love that show. And, and but I was very nervous at first. One, I'd never done comedy. Two, I was a 30 year old playing 18. So I was like really nervous. And um, at the time, I because of filming and I was moving, I had to live in an Airbnb for six months because I didn't have time to look for a place uh -huh. or move because I had zero furniture. I sold everything. And then I meet this guy. I'm like, not the right time. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and so he was trying for a while. And one day on set, he goes, hey, do you want some Starburst? And I'm like, well, depending on what color you give me, I'll know how you feel about me like a brat. Because there's a rule of Starburst. There is a rule of Starburst. Of course. Starburst. If he gives you a yellow Starburst, it's bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. So I, he didn't know this. Yara's really sad because yellow's her favorite color. And I'm like, sorry, Yara, Yara but the yellow one is the worst flavor. <laughs> and so um, anyway, uh, I was just kept pushing him away. And what, that weekend or a few weekends later, a few weekends later, he asked if he can go to church with me. And I was like, Jesus, God, like, what am I going to say? No, like, you can't hear the word of God because I'm not ready. And my pastor really wanted him to come. His name is Julian Lowe because he, Julian didn't like anyone for me, but for some reason, and his name is Christian. And he's like, well, he's, he's got his name going for him. <laughs> so he was like, um, bring him to church. And so right before church, that Sunday morning, I remember being on the phone with him. I was like, listen, I need you to pull back. I don't want to be in a relationship. I told you that I'm not ready. I'm focused on work. I'm focused on me. You know, I, I had took a sabbatical from dating for a year and a half. And it was just, he goes, well, do you want me to go? And I was like, I mean, he's a good speaker. You should go. But, like, we're done. Like, well, this isn't happening. So. It's not a date. No. You can go. It's, it's a free not country. a date. I was so mean. So he shows up, and during worship, I'm literally rolling my eyes. During worship, he turns to me, and he has an entire packet of pink Starburst. And he goes, So you know how I feel about you. Oh. Can was, you even? I'm chills. Like, yeah. I know. And uh, here we are a year and a half later.
Wait, so how, I have a, how long Was that the he... turning point? I'm sorry. Was yeah. that the turning point for you? Yeah, that was the turning okay. point. All it right. still took some convincing. I was like, gosh. <laughs> and my pastor was like, he is so sweet. What do you want? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, you're, right. you're like, it's not the right time. But wait, how long did he pursue you? Like, um, I want to say like, cons- like a month and a half. A month and a half. And so he was, was like persistent. Like he was like- very persistent. So it doesn't sound like a long time, but seeing him every day on set uh-huh. and being so adamant on no, it felt like a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and him calling me and all this stuff. I remember when you told me that story, I was so hungover at the airport. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I like wanted to cry. I can't even believe I'm that girl telling these stories. Usually I'm the one that's like, oh, that's so cute. And now I'm here like. <laughs> I would like so to cute. say, even if you like the yellow and orange Starburst, the etiquette of of society's <laughs> rules is that pink is the best. So pink and red. It's, you're allowed red. to have a taste preference, but the etiquette is pink. Good one, Becca. Yeah. Good yeah. one. Just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. Didn't want anyone to feel offended if they like the limp. Correct. Whatever the That's flavor. for you, Yara. That's for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mainly for her. Yeah. Um, so I want to know, because we talk about this a lot. When you met him, uh-huh. aside from you being like, I'm not ready for this, were you like, oh my gosh, I'm so into him? Or did that not even happen till you, it all came together? I don't... <sighs> So I remember showing up to set. I I think it was just a meeting or something. And I remember seeing him walk out of the stage and I looked and I was like, oh, my gosh, who is that? And then I stopped myself and I was like, no, Francia, you're not doing that here. This is not this is work, strictly work, especially not someone at work. No. So then it was just I I didn't even realize it was him. And then it was just I just had a wall up and I don't remember meeting him. He has all these stories about the first time he met me that he gave me a hug and he was very forward. I was like, don't remember that. He said that um, we had a, obviously all shows have to have a sexual harassment meeting. And that after the sexual harassment meeting, he came up to me and had a conversation with me. And I'm like, nope, don't remember that. Uh, He said that at one point he, uh, we were all, we were all on set and I didn't need to be there that day, but I had to go for a makeup and hair trial or something. And he was talking to the hair department the department head for hair. And he said that um, he was talking to her about me. And he was like, I just wish there was a sign that like, you know, I'm supposed to continue to pursue this because, you know, it is tricky since we're at work. And that right at that moment, I walked up to them and I was like, hey, Tanisha, can I talk to you about my hair real quick? And he took it as a sign. I'm like, I don't even remember. I don't (laughs) remember. That is a that is a but sign. But I don't remember that. Yeah, so it was like I was so, uh, and then I heard I had a secret admirer, and all, all the hair and makeup team were telling me about it, and I was like, I don't want to know who it is because it would be awkward, and I just don't want to do that, and I was so like, no, 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 didn't even think about it, and then one day I was talking to him and our executive producer, Kenya Barris, and Kenya at some point walked away, and he just started talking. I was like, gosh, I can't wait for lunch. And he was like, yeah, lunchtime is my nap time. I was like, you don't eat? He goes, no, I don't, I'm not much of an eater. I don't, I don't get hungry. I don't, I don't like to eat. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. He goes, so uh, do you want to go to lunch this weekend? And my eyes went wide open. I went, I-, I thought you don't like to eat. And I bolted. I ran. I was done. And I was like, damn it, now it's going to be weird. This sweet little angel. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, because we talk about a lot of, like, ta- you know, when you meet someone, is it this instant thing or it can grow into something? I think it definitely grew. I think yeah. everyone is different. Um, I think for me, I just didn't feel like I was that girl that, no, I feel like I was that person. It's like, it should be instant. It should, because mm-hmm. I watch right. so much television. 
I work on television and all I read are romance novels. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, oh, I'm that girl where it's going to be instant. And, and, and it wasn't for him. And I really had to grow up but because I wasn't ready for that instant mm-hmm. or I just for a long time was like, I'm, it just doesn't happen like that for me. Yeah. You know, I just made excuses like, you know how sometimes you're like, well, of course I tripped. I'm that person. Like, yeah, 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 I was that person for my love life. I'm like, I just, I don't get the nice guy. I don't get the guys that do all this stuff right. for me. That's for everyone else. And so do you guys work together every day? No, no, no. So he was only on the first season of okay. Gronish. Um, he didn't come back for the next season. So now we don't work together. Okay, I was going to say. But that's like a lot. This I haven't even announced this yet, but he is my new roommate. Yep. Exclusive. Exclusive. in exclusive. Exclusive. He is you my new guys roommate. Are living together? Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. So, yeah. I know. Hi, Tanya. <laughs> Tanya gets Tanya a frozen has that, smile on the her frozen face. frozen open mouth smile. It's just, I'm just really happy for you. Thank you. I'm really happy for you. I know you mean that. Thank you. I really do. And just like with everything. So now you're, you know, you're in the thick of it with Gronish and it's a huge like success. Yeah. What do you have like planned next? Or like, are you doing all that stuff that you wish you would have done with Secret Life? Yeah, yeah. I think um, now I just have more of an idea of what I want rather than just people telling me and kind of going with the flow. Like I put my foot down on a lot of things. And I know I've noticed that lately I've been saying two things that come to me. Oh, that just doesn't feel like me, which I would have never been brave enough to do mm-hmm, before. Before right. I was so desperate, like anything that comes, let's just do it. And now I'm, I'm more selective. Um, I really want to go behind the scenes. Um, so I'm producing right now. I'm working with Mandy Teefy, developing a true story, a civil rights story that happened in 1947, um, California being the first state to desegregate schools seven years prior to Brown versus Board of Education. And, you know, the family was very gracious to allow us to work with them in developing their story and how that came about. That's so and they're Mexican, awesome. Mexican American family. That's so cool. Yeah, so that's that's taking up a lot of my time right now that we're on hiatus, and um, I really want to direct now. I got the director's bug, so I'm shadowing very soon, and I'm just um, being a lot more creative because I just, I don't want to be just talent anymore. I realize that there was more to me than just you know being in front of the camera, and I do want to give myself the chance to be more creative. Oh, that's mm. awesome. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead. Go, you can go ahead. I was just going to say, I, fi- I find it really interesting because I feel like most people who, like, are, do what you do, like, are acting and in the entertainment industry, it's kind of what they did their whole childhood. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I find it so fascinating that you just kind of were like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then you were just, like, signed and then yeah. <laughs> like started auditions, like, cold turkey. Yeah, pretty cold turkey. So I, I, f- I find myself very lucky because, you know, people ask me all the time, how do you start? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I got really lucky yeah. you know and I, I a I, lot of it has to do like everyone's like it's there's a lot of luck and timing involved with yeah things yeah and and finding the right people and and I'm glad that the people that I did meet at first like took a chance mm-hmm. on me with like being so green and that was my mm-hmm. feedback a lot was I was so green but what I appreciate about myself and I it took a while for me to appreciate that is I didn't let that put me down if anything I was like okay how do I get better and I started taking acting classes and doing what I had to do mm-hmm. so I wouldn't get that kind of feedback mm-hmm. anymore because I really wanted this but the right way I didn't want to feel like it just kind of happened oh well, yeah so in between uh secret life and grownish mm-hmm. you have and I don't want to like go into detail about all of this but mm-hmm. I, you you did donate your kidney to Selena mm-hmm. one of the things in being an actor is like you always just have to be available like mm-hmm. if somebody calls you and they're like you're gonna do this show tomorrow or whatever like mm-hmm. you need to be there and you had to recover for how long? Two months. 
that's a long time to like take yourself out of I don't want to say take yourself out of the game, mm-hmm. but pull yourself out. Mm-hmm. Was there any like call or when did grownish in that mix come? Was that like a sign from God? Like that came right when you were like fully recovered? This is the part where I say, ain't nobody can tell me that God is not real. Really? Because what happened is, remember I told you I had zero furniture. Mm-hmm. What had happened is I sold my house. Remember I had that house and I sold my house and I felt God telling me for years, I need you to sell. I need you to sell. And I just didn't want to do it. And then finally I was like, I was put in a position where I had to, I was like having anxiety in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep. And I just felt God being like, do it. So I put it on the market. And in, um, I put in the market in January of 2017. And um, I remember telling Selena, like, I'm selling the house. And we have so many memories there. She's like, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I'm leaving to film a movie in February, February 10th. I'm leaving to film a movie. I don't know because I'm going to be gone for a month. And I have two weeks to get out of here because um, I, I, I had sold it pretty quickly. So I was like, I just need all this energy out. Like, I had mm-hmm. so much, you know, when just... I had allowed too many people in my house mm-hmm. and too many exes and it, I just needed that gone. I got yeah. rid of my bed, you know, just clean slate. So I got rid of everything and I was like, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I, I, I can put my suitcases in storage, I guess. And she goes, well, I'm living in an Airbnb. Just put him in my house. Like she, we were both homeless at the time, we yeah. like to say. So um, I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, that's fine. Like I'm going to be traveling a lot anyway. So I put my suitcase there, and literally the day that I flew out for my movie, I closed escrow. So I was like, okay, God, that's weird. (laughs) And I remember being depressed before I came back because, you know, when you're gone for so long, you're like, oh, I can't wait to get back to my own bed. I don't have (laughs) my my own bed. Okay, cool. So I got back, and while I was gone, too, the lease on my car was up. So I was carless, homeless, only had clothes, uh, like four suitcases. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Here we go. And then, you know, it was pilot season. And I remember when I landed back, I was like, I felt God telling me, don't look for a home yet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't look for a home yet. I can't live <laughs> off of my friend. She won't let me pay rent. Like, as much as I try. Like, totally. what do you mean? Right. And I felt it. And I was like, I, so I told Selena. She was like, that's fine. Stay. I like you there. We we get along really well. So I'm like, okay. And plus, I cooked a lot. So she liked that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm waiting. And I thought. Oh, I'm about to book a show on location. That's why. Well, no. So a month went by, and I'm like, God, I don't understand. Why can't I find look for a home? And I started looking because I was like, I'm not listening. I started looking because I was angry, and I just didn't want to live off of her dime. I didn't like that. And so um, I started looking, and I did find a place, um, and they were, like, ready to move in whenever, and I was like, cool. And it was um, a furnished place because I – um, at the t- yeah, it was a furnished place. So you were like score. Yeah, so I was like score because I I can't look right now. And then right as I'm about to sign, I that whole thing happened where in the kitchen I found out she needed a kidney, and I was like, oh, this is why I couldn't look. Hmm. Oh my gosh, this is why I couldn't look. And so I was like, so I knew right there. I was like, I already know I'm a match before I'm even gonna oh, get wow. tested. I already knew because you'd felt all that prior. Yeah, like this is I felt all that. And not only that, when I started taking um, appointments with the doctors about the life changes I was going to have to make, which was drink two to three liters of water a day, eat more vegetables, eat more fruit and just exercise and like just really like change my palate. I kid you not. And I know three is like a big number in the Bible. Three years prior, this was my diet. Uh, Burgers. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you ate a lot of vegetables. No, I hated vegetables. 
I hated fish. I hated anything healthy. And three years prior, out of nowhere, my palate changed. I, my body started craving fish and veggies, and I, I stopped drinking a lot, which you can't drink a lot mm-hmm. when you have one kidney. And I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. So for three years, everything I was like being set up, and they're telling me this life change I'm going to have to do. I'm like, I already do all of that. Oh, gosh, I'm a match. Oh, my God. <laughs> but no one's told me yet. And um, at that time, I had to uh, drop the management that I had. And I ended up getting a new manager and, you know, he was, it's actually Selena's stepdad. So, you know, he was very understanding of this whole process. So I was like, okay, you know, not really doing pilot season. We'll see what happens. Uh, The surgery happens. Now the doctor said, you can't, you have to be on bed rest basically for two weeks. You can't do anything. You can start walking, but like no running, no exercises for two months. Two weeks after surgery, my very first audition was grownish. Wow. And then they tell me I book it. I booked it on my 29th birthday. And then they tell me we're not going to start filming till September, which was exactly two months after surgery. Wow. I literally have chills. I do too. I've had chills the whole time you've been talking. This is crazy. Yeah. So no one can tell me God's not real because what y'all set up. Yeah. yeah it's because, you know, it's, I, I was, I knew all of that was going on, like when it was going on. And, um, and then when the news broke, like I heard, I had already known, but I always wanted to, and I didn't want to bombard you. Cause it's like, yeah. I know it was just like a crazy time. And obviously you had to go through a lot and she was going through a lot, but as an actor, like you really ha- like, that's a big deal to like, you know, take yourself out of the game. And the fact that not only did you, you did it so selflessly, but it was all like, it was all planned for you. Yeah. It was, it was all like planned all and it was hard because yeah. I was still going on auditions. I'm like, I know I should book this. How come I'm not booking this? Right. Like, yeah. Hello God. <laughs> and yeah, it was all, yeah, like you said, it was all orchestrated. So now I, I honestly tested my faith a lot. Uh, it definitely showed me what obedience is. And so now I'm just chilling. I don't stress about work so much anymore. And now I'm like, okay, I have God, you. whatever you bring me. Cause even life size came out of nowhere. Right. That came out of nowhere. I was getting my nails done. I got a phone call and I was like, oh, life size two, Tyra Banks. Yes, please. Yes, thank you. I got so excited when I saw you in that just because like I I feel like every time I've seen you, I know we have like mutual friends, but it's never been like, you know, like one on one time or anything. But I felt I was like, oh, my friend. And then I'm like, well, we're not. We have mutual friends. That's so funny because I see you out a lot, but I don't. I mean, we've never met till now and like I even saw you at the Vanity Fair party I'm like I shouldn't say hi because I don't actually <laughs> oh gosh, know her you should always say hi but it's so weird because you just never though, know honestly though if you see me at those things please say hi because I'm probably like <laughs> looking I'm around terrified trying to-, <laughs> to be here someone come say hi because I'm I well, feel uncomfortable but but same but same yeah. but I just I'm like I don't really know her but I know she works with Tanya yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> well good now when we see each other now we can talk because <laughs> I've just spilled my life to you so yeah. We're friends. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I know, but I'm just, I'm, you know, I really am genuinely so happy for you and all the oh, success, yeah. success that has come your way because it's, it's crazy because I feel like we started out in this like girls group that was so small Yeah. and we've all kind of done life like separately, but together. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see everybody like flourishing and growing and building. And yet we're still all super connected, you know, yeah. like we're all, we, we're each other's like biggest cheerleaders yeah. and um, I'm just adore you. Thanks. I appreciate it so much. Thank You're you. Welcome. And I'm really excited about your new um, music career. It really <laughs> gives me life. Really oh, my Tim Tim Tebow song? Uh, the, I think the Seacrest one was oh. my favorite. Oh, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you Seacrest. Yeah, I think that was my favorite It one. rolls off the tip of the tongue, don't you think? Yeah, it does. It really yeah. does. That was good. Was I good. just want to know for everyone listening, because this I've known you for 
I think even longer than Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, actually since the very be- since yeah. the very beginning of Secret Life. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because so that was that's a long time. Nineteen. I was nineteen. But you've always had that strength and confidence and sort of that peace about you. And is that mostly from your faith? Like, I would love to know where you get that, mm-hmm. so that other people, because mm-hmm. that seems to be like what we're all struggling. Like, how do we get that? How do we get that inner peace, inner confidence? Well, I'm glad it looked that way. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it definitely does come from my faith, but I think it's more so genuine now. Like I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. so I was always that girl that was like praying for everything. I remember praying for boobs when I was little, <laughs> like every little thing. Same, I right? pray. <laughs> uh, well, now I'm like, okay, stop. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think it does. Um, I think it does come from faith, but I also have like, I have a good family. I have a good support. My, my sisters are very supportive and my mom is probably one of the strongest women that I know. I mean, she's gone through hell i mean coming out to los angeles from mexico Mm -hmm. uh you know my my grandfather was abusive towards her mother and then you know she went through a lot in her own marriage and just seeing how she kind of flourished from that and like the way she raised us um to be confident um i think it all came from that but i definitely once i understood what relationship was with which is what i didn't understand growing up in the in catholic school when i came to christianity and i understood what actually relationship was and what grace is Mm -hmm. and faith it just helped me like chill out a lot. But I sometimes I have to remind myself, like even telling this story, I'm, you know, I'm speaking to myself going, Francia, remember all the things that God has done for you in the past? Chill out. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're fine. Mm-hmm. It'll all work out. You know, it's funny is I've been feeling like I never like I've never heard God like audibly in my life, but I've been feeling lately. I've been feeling him come to me in these like weird like just I think it was two weeks ago um, comforting me, knowing that like like. The other night, like, I felt like my husband was, like, with me. Mm-hmm. And I started, like, writing in a journal. And I'm yeah. like, it's weird because I'm starting to feel, like, him tell me, like, he's here. Like, he's with you right now. And, like, it's, I can't explain it. Yeah. But it's, like, that that feeling. And I'm, like, so I'm just writing it all down. Oh, that's another thing, um, Amy, was journaling. Journaling helped me a lot. Um, just kind of because I used to be very open about my life to people. And, you know, I realized that you shouldn't for everything (laughs) so instead of vomiting to the world I was vomiting to a journal and Mm -hmm. then you started realizing a lot of things for yourself and you almost start giving yourself advice and and in my journal I specifically because I'm not good at just you know sitting on my knees and praying I I write love letters to God Mm -hmm. so that definitely helped me a lot yeah that's how actually I used I have like I was going through like organizing things and I found journals and they were all prayer journals and Mm -hmm. they were just like literally instead of me like just like you said because I'll be like I'm gonna pray and then next thing I I know I'm waking up in the morning and I'm like did I did I did I do anything yeah and so I would like that would be like my time where I would write it down but I have a lot of friends who are in therapy and do like a lot of the stuff and their main thing when they are anxious or need time is like writing stuff down yeah it's the best way to like let everything go I'm in therapy too but it's still writing it down especially because sometimes you don't even remember what you're upset about but I I think the beautiful thing about writing it is when you're frustrated, you can go back to where you used to be mm-hmm. compared to now. And yeah. it just kind of gives you a sense of success. Mm-hmm. Success looks different to everyone. But it's like when you can tell you've grown up, that's yeah. a feeling of success that I like. Well, I mean, you sound like everything's just in a good place I right know. now. Relationship, yeah. Pink Starburst. Yeah, Pink Starburst. Tanya t- t- <laughs> like her nickname for her guy that that she's going to meet soon 
his nickname is Red Starburst. That's mm-hmm. so that oh, she is that your favorite? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cute because I have the pink one, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> leave me my pink yeah, one. You can have your pink. I'll take the red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be ready when you meet him because even I mean sometimes it it really I hate being this person because I used to hate when people told me this, but it does happen when you least expect it. I literally was not looking at all. I mean, I had just gone through a kidney transplant. I'm like, bro. And the first time he asked me really on to out to dinner was like the day the day that the news broke. And I hadn't told anyone at work that I had done that. So all of a sudden, I'm all over the news. I'm at work. He's like, do you want to go to dinner? I'm like, not the time. Yeah. Not the time. (laughs) I am all over the news. I am not used to this. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And he's probably like, what news? Like, he was probably like. He had no idea. Totally. It's weirdly refreshing, right? Yeah. He had no idea. (laughs) No, it was refreshing that he he doesn't follow any of that stuff. Yeah, you're like, you have no idea what's going on in my life, which no. is nice. No, it, it is nice, but it was, you know, my phone was blowing up. I had <laughs> lied to my boss. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, I had told Kenya the day before the news broke, but other producers, like, they knew. But I was like, oh, it was for my sister. Mm. <clears throat> oh, then, gotcha, gotcha. You yeah. Didn't, right, right, I didn't right. say who. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so here we are. How are you guys? <laughs> Where can everybody? So obviously everybody watch uh, Francia on Grownish, but where else can people follow you? Keep up to date. Um, so Instagram, well, Facebook. I will be better. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> and Twitter. I will be better. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> but it's under Francia Raisa. All three of them. I was able to get my name finally. Wow, very yeah. official. Yes, it's very official. And um, Grownish uh, season finale or mid-season finale is on Wednesday. And then look out for the movie that I'll be developing. But yeah. I don't know when that'll come out. We're, it's we're, it's in the early, early, early stages, but I'm very, very excited about it. I just feel like when you think about, you know, civil rights, you know, you only know about like the African-American mm-hmm. community, which is amazing. But I feel like us Latinos need to know that we were also part of American history. Right. And that, you know, there was a civil rights movement yeah. that was in that's in our family, too. So it's so cool that you're going to be like part of creating like yeah. not just in front of the camera but like gonna be part of creating it yeah I'm very excited and I feel very blessed and I'm glad that I'm finally tapping into that because it's things that I've said that I've wanted to do but I I learned that a lot of us say we want to do things but we almost want someone to hand it to us right and you know in church you learn a lot that God's preparing you pre- preparing mm-hmm. you preparing you preparing you but had all this happened back in the day there's no way I would have been ready for it. Right. None of it. I wouldn't have known what to do. And now it's like, oh, okay, I have a better idea of what to do. And I have more of a idea of who I am and what I want to represent in this industry. Because we do are, we are given a platform. Um, and some of us just don't know how to handle it when it happens too fast. So cool. Wow. You're amazing. What? I'm mean, so happy. I just love you. <laughs> I mean, well, there's nothing else to say. Oh, thanks, Tanya. Um, nice to finally meet you. Yeah, nice to finally. <laughs> next time I see you out, I'm going to be like, remember you said we yeah. were your friends? No, we're friends now, right? <laughs> like, we're good. <laughs> if you see me, like, frantically looking for someone to talk to. Just... Yeah. And next time I see him, be like, hey, so remember that time you said you have, you have radiant skin? I want all that. <laughs> And I'll be in radiant skin. And we'll be on engagement ring watch. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I will be. You will be. Oh, gosh. Uh, slow down. I just barely got a new roommate. Yeah, I was going to say, they just moved in together. Give yeah. some time to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Some time to adjust. We're yeah. doing great, though. It, it is great, but we'll see. Thank you for scrubbing in. Yeah, thank no, you so much. Official scrub in today. Thanks for inviting me. This was so nice to hear about. Oh, thanks, guys. Can I rant for a sec? Please. 
Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. I'm talking about names like Cardin, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve, brands that bring innovation, style, and diversity to the table. But wait, it gets even better. Macy's isn't just celebrating with fashion, they're also giving back. Throughout the month of May, you can support college access and student success by donating online or rounding up your purchase in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA Scholars is an incredible nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students to achieve their academic and professional dreams. And you can be a part of that mission simply by rounding up your purchase at Macy's Checkout. Trust me, every little bit helps. So join me and Macy's this May in celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Let's celebrate culture, style, and education together. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. This week, May 6th through May 13th, Rakuten is having their biggest cash back event of the year. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Ulta, Good American, and Dyson, and top categories like fashion, beauty, electronics, and home essentials. I'm so excited to shop for all new makeup and even some pet products and treats for my dog, Sunny. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. This is the perfect time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can save by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account or they can send you a check. Rakuten has 15 million members who are already saving and you can be one of them. Membership is free and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. So go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers, get it. Presented by 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. 
Um, when it comes to something as important as your family safety or your safety, you need real protection with ADT. That's right, Becca. Real protection means the nation's number one smart home security provider is standing by and there for you when you need them. Real protection means having a safe and a smart home with everything from video doorbells, surveillance cameras, smart locks, lights, carbon monoxide and smoke detectors, and a system custom designed to fit your lifestyle. Real protection means helping to keep you safe on the go, in the car, or when your kids are at school or dog um, with our ADT Go app and SOS button. Yeah. So no matter how you define safety for you, your family, or your business, ADT is there. ADT Real Protection. This is something so important, I think, to both of us now that we're living alone. Like we want all of our new furniture and appliances. We need them to be safe in there. And Phoebe, obviously. Yeah. I need, I I hear one questionable noise and I'm like, (gasps) I live an oblivious life, I have found, because whenever I go on that next door app, apparently there's just burglaries galore going on everywhere around me. Why? Yeah. I don't want to see that. You don't want to go on that app. You actually, I don't think you can unless you're a homeowner. Uh, that Thank may be true. God, I'm not because sure. I would be a, yeah, are you, I'd be such a My wife's on a constantly. She's like, oh, you can't put checks in the mailbox because people will come and steal those checks and they're going to steal your bank account and drain us dry. I'm like, that's not true. We can use the mail. But anyway, on my move-in day, uh, there was an apartment next door. Literally, the apartment next door to mine was burglarized, and police came to our. And my mom was like helping me move in. She was like, "Oh, this is great on move-in day, <laughs> making your." This <laughs> is where ADT comes yeah, in, yeah. so we can sleep easy. Yeah. And the cool thing is, you can control your smart home with the ADT app or the sound of your voice, and that is real protection. So visit ADT.com/podcast to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you. One more time, that's ADT.com slash podcast. We have a very special second guest for the show. Um, we have Jillian Escoto in here. And did I do I say your last name correctly? Because I feel like I butcher it every time I'm with Britt. Okay, great. Um, you can. So for anyone in the LA area, you know Jillian, but I'm going to have her introduce herself. <laughs> she has the radio voice. Made for the radio. No. And for TV. Face for TV. Voice for the radio. I listen back sometimes like, ooh, that voice is not good for radio. But I'm on Valentine in the Morning on 104.3 My FM in Los Angeles. And I've known Tanya for, gosh, years. You, okay, so my, when I interned for you guys, that was my first internship ever in my life. (laughs) How crazy is that? First ever? First ever. And Jill was my boss. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. You were the cool boss. Nate well, was thank really you. the boss. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But Tanya, I remember first day Tanya came in. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to be friends. Like, this is good. <laughs> this is really good. It is crazy. I'm like, wow, that was my very first ever. Well, our yeah. last guest said her first impression of Tanya was she's hilarious and I want to find her a boyfriend. Was that a similar reaction you had to her? Um, I think, I I think with, you were with, with someone. Boyfriend. Oh, really? Yes. Still yes. with him? Okay. Yeah. But she thought she was hilarious. She's very funny. <laughs> and you and I met even farther, longer ago than that. Yeah. It's got to be like 05, I think when I maybe? first started at KISS, which yeah. was, I think, 2004. And I was running a board for Dave Styles. So, like, you know, the DJ would be out around dad? town. No, uh, <laughs> no relation. No relation. The D- he was out in, like, Santa Monica live on the air, and I was just running the board for him, and you were answering the phone. Yes. And so you and I were working together yes. there. It's crazy how long that's we've like, known. That's like 14, 15 years ago. Nuts. It crazy. is kind of crazy. I can't remember if I told you this or told Britt for her to tell you, but um, 
I was listening. I was like, you know, going through the radio stations and I heard, I like stopped because I heard your voice and I didn't realize it was you at first. I just heard a voice that I found very like safe and appealing. Oh my god! And gosh. I stopped and listened and then I realized it was you and I was like, Brent, like, don't tell She me never that. told me that, but thank you. Well, That's Brent so nice really dropping the ball. <laughs> really dropping the ball. Um, but the reason why um, we have, we have Jill in here today, obviously we love you. Um, we watched Selma Blair's um, interview with Good Morning America with Robin Roberts after the Oscars, yeah, after mm-hmm. the Oscars, and um, I don't even have words. I, I'm the same way. I was blown away. I was crying within just a couple seconds of watching it because it was just so brave of what she did. I know. Because just telling her story. So I think that so she announced she had multiple scler- sclerosis like a year ago, mm-hmm. but she was in the middle of a flare up. So that was um, uh, like giving her speech impediment. It was just, it was really just, she was having a bad flare up. And so you, Jill, you also have multiple sclerosis. Right. Have you ever had a flare up like that? I get about two flare ups a year and they come on. There's like no telling when they're going to come. There's so many certain things that can cause a flare up, Mm -hmm. stress, heat, just out of the blue one day for me anyway. I know everybody with multiple sclerosis has a different story to tell. The symptoms are never the same in every single person. Yeah, they um, call, don't they call it the snowflake disease? Yes. Yeah, because you never know. Like with me, I could tell somebody, you know, all my symptoms and I run them down and then that person never experiences the tingling oh, in their wow. leg or the blurry vision or anything like that. But I was diagnosed in 2008. So it's been over 10 years of this. And I related to Selma when she said that when she got the diagnosis, it was more of a like a relief in yeah. a way. Yeah. Because with me, it was about a year of trying of doctors trying to diagnose me. And when I first told them my symptoms, like I woke up one morning out of the blue and I couldn't see anything. It was like a painting had been smeared, like everything was super, super blurry. And I felt like really numb, too, from the neck down. And I was a dancer. I did ballet and tap and all that. And so I thought, OK, did I pull a muscle? Did yeah. something happen? And so my mom just immediately took me to the emergency room. They didn't do any scans or anything then. They just said, oh, it just sounds like a pinched nerve. How old were you at this point? I was 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so they just sent me home with some muscle relaxers and it didn't go away. It was there for weeks. And so finally I went to my doctor and he said, let's let's send you to a neurologist. And I went to maybe three or four neurologists before they actually diagnosed me with MS. Because with me, with my lesions, they're like little, they look like little clouds or little spider webs on your brain or your spinal cord. Mine were so hard to find with a certain MRI machine. I had, I had no idea, but there was one certain like really good MRI (laughs) machine out there. I didn't know there was a difference, but it didn't pick up the lesions until months after we first started trying to figure out what that was. So you had a year of, of just like was it consistent blurred vision or was it like it would just come out of nowhere? It would come and go, oh. but it never really got better. Right. It just some days were worse than others. But didn't you have, you had like other symptoms that you didn't know were connected to right. it. Right. Like I would drink, like I'd have a drink and I couldn't feel the floor beneath my feet. And everybody would just think, oh, you're just such a lightweight. Right. But with me, alcohol makes my MS symptoms a hundred times worse. So I didn't know I had MS at the time and I would drink and then I just I feel so numb and just so crazy from just this one drink. Right. Can you explain what MS is? Sorry to interrupt. I think there's so many people listening and we're all familiar with 
oh, they have MS, or Selma Blair has MS, or Jack Osborne has MS. And we think we know, but we don't know. What is it? So the easiest way to put it, it's kind of hard to describe, but the easiest way a doctor told me one time is all of our nerves have this protective coating around it, the myelin sheath. And with MS, that protection is kind of eaten away. So eventually the nerve breaks. And so then your brain is sending messages to move your hands, move your feet. But with those broken nerves, it can't send that communication. So that's why people start or they stop walking or they can't use their hands. Like with me, that's my thing, like doing buttons. It's really hard to like do intricate mm -hmm. things with my fingers. Um, but yeah, it's just eventually your brain stops telling your body what to do if that protection is seriously destroyed. And so with me, there's never like a really good day. I always feel kind of crummy. And I have since like for the past, you know, 11, 12 years. Just some days are just super, super bad. And others like, okay, this is a normal day for right. me. And, you know, it affects my speech sometimes. Like, my voice will crack a lot. I, I've never been as as bad as, as Selma was mm -hmm. in that interview, which just broke oh, my heart. Oh, my God. Yeah. But that, you know, it can happen sometimes with that. We have a clip of it. Here. I cried. I had tears. I wasn't, they weren't tears of panic. They were tears of knowing I now had to give in to a body that had loss of control. And there was some relief in that because... Mm. Ever since my son was born, I was in an MS flare-up and didn't know. And I was giving it everything to seem normal. I mean, I think when I watched that interview, I think because I know you and, you know, like, I'll talk to Britt. So, for every, I think anyone who follows me on Instagram knows Brittany, but they think her name's Lauren because oh, yes. her, her thing is V Lauren. Right. But um, we did like we would do like walking and talking together, so everyone would always respond and be like, "I love her." But it's so funny because, or not funny, but when I would talk to Britt and she'd be like, "Yeah, I'm with Jill. She had a flare up." And knowing you and being out with you and like, you would never know. So when I saw that interview and I thought. Is this what happened? Like, it was a very eye-opening for me to realize just a, a, like, small the severity piece of, of it. what, and, yeah, how bad it can be, but, like, also what your life can be, you know? Like, it kind of blew my mind because you're so positive and you're, like, you live your life and it was. Thank you. Like, to me, that positivity is is what helps me get up out of bed in the morning because I just feel like if I just focused on the fact that, you know, okay, I have this disease. There's no cure. I don't know what the future holds for me. I don't think I'd ever get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I'm aware of what my body's going through and I'm aware of what I have. I don't try and hide it, but I don't let people really see the bad side of it, right. especially at work. My family sees it, you know, when I have my flare ups and usually with that, when that happens, I can feel one coming on. And the only thing that works for me right now is it's a five day IV treatment of steroids, of really, really heavy steroids. And they make you feel even worse than you did oh, really? when you start. And then you kind of just, you're bad for me for like four weeks, about a month. You're super, super bad. And then you finally start coming out of it. And then you feel so much better. So what it, when it gets, when you say like it gets really bad, what is that? What are, what are the, mine is it's on my right side, numbness and tingling. A lot, I lose feeling in my palms, you know, with walking, I, I'm tripping, I'm kind of, you know, stumbling a lot. But also, too, it's with 
my brain and my focus. Mm -hmm. It's and especially being on the radio, yeah. it's super, super hard when I'm in a flare up because it's hard to explain, but I'll be talking. But in my mind, I'm like 10 words ahead of what is coming out of my mouth because I'm actively trying to focus on what I'm saying because my concentration just is just out the window. It's so hard to focus. It's so hard to think of certain words and what I want to say. So it's like I've kind of trained myself to it's really weird to explain and, and say it out loud. But like in, I'm in my mind really trying super, super hard to focus on words, putting sentences together. And it's almost like out of your body, like you're completely out of control. Right. And it's just it's day to day kind of different. But really, it's the right side and then the the brain, the focus. When you say that, though, this is exactly how because I remember when you found out I was your intern at the time. And when you told me about it, I was like, I, I couldn't even, I knew nothing about mm -hmm. it. Like truly I was learning everything through you and you had the exact same attitude, even when you were first diagnosed, it was not like, I never once, like, I remember you saying like, I'm having a really bad day, but you would mm -hmm. never see it. Like no one would ever know. And I know at the time, I think you were, you weren't public about it at right, that time. Right. So you were like Trump, but like you would have no idea the way that you were in life. Well, so what is today, like on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being a major flare-up, mm -hmm. 1 being well, I what had, you used to be? Okay, so today is like a 3. Oh. I had a major flare-up in November, and so I did steroids then. So then that's what's been able to keep me at kind of like a an okay uh -huh. kind of day. But I remember going to the doctor when I was diagnosed, and he told me, he's like, you need to sit down. And he said, so you, according to your scans, you have multiple sclerosis. And... I didn't say anything, but he looked at me and he said, this is the first time someone has actually smiled when I gave them that news. And I said, because I finally have a name yeah. for what I'm feeling. Because yeah. doctors would tell me, well, you look healthy. Right. You look okay. You don't yeah. look sick. Totally. And I actually found this questionnaire online that had all the symptoms of MS and you would fill it out. And because in my mind, I thought I have multiple sclerosis, but they just they're just not diagnosing me with this. I fit all the description, all the symptoms. And I filled this thing out and I said, OK, I have this. I don't know how I'm going to get this diagnosed, but mm -hmm. I fit these categories. And this first doctor was the first one to actually believe me. And he was the one that sent me to this, you know, very special MRI, special yeah. MRI. And they found the lesions. And sometimes you can have a ton of lesions and not have any symptoms. Or you can feel the symptoms and they don't see any lesions on the scan and the lesions come and go. So it just depends on the day. And it's just it's a very unpredictable and disease. And how common is this? Uh, it's common. It's more common in women. Mm -hmm. And I know that usually I believe when you're in your 20s and 30s, I think that's a time when a lot of people are diagnosed. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't know exactly how common it is. Do but you it, think Selma Blair has had it for a long time? I, I mean, she so. sort of referred to that. I think it, she has. And not uh, many people read about the incident she had on a plane uh, a number yes. of years ago. Yes. And now knowing what we know now, it's all makes sense. Yeah, so it much totally makes sense. sense. Mm -hmm. And I know that she said, you know, once she had her son, she's been in a flare up, mm -hmm. you know, ever since. I've heard that when a woman with MS is pregnant, you feel amazing. Something oh. with the hormones, you don't have any symptoms. But then when you have your baby, you could go into a major flare up because it's so much trauma to your body. Yeah. So I think that once she had her child, there was just this flare up that just kind of never went away. Right. So, but so she made the comment in the interview that her doctors say like a year from, I guess, her diagnosis or 
I don't know if it was a year from her diagnosis or a year from when these the symptoms she currently has, but she would be the those symptoms hopefully will be gone. I think that... what they meant was the flare up would get better. Right. Because there are certain medications that can help with certain types of symptoms that you okay. have. Um, some people take shots, some people take pills. I'm not on anything at the moment. Oh, I'm so just... you don't you are not unless you have a flare up, you don't do anything. Right. Oh yeah. wow. Because there's so many side effects too okay. that come with the pills and I was taking a shot every day for the past nine years and then they switched me to a pill, but I just hated how I felt on it. So my doctor's giving me a little bit of a break right now, just kind of get everything back to normal before we try a new treatment. Yeah. But I know there's things you can do. There's like a certain diet, right? Yeah. No sugar. A Mediterranean diet is perfect for MS. And there's also CBD, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a non THC one for me. I love it helps so much with the joint pain, Mm -hmm. the nausea like that really, really helps me out. So there's other things besides medication that have worked for me. Right. I know. I feel like I have heard a lot about CBD helping for so many people. And I know some people, you know, they're like, is it okay? And I'm like, it's literally naturally helping so Mm -hmm. many people with so many different things. Right. I just, I'm like amazed by you. And I I think I was amazed by you from when I heard about, heard about you having MS and just knowing you but after seeing the Selma Blair thing it like took my admiration it literally took it to another level thank you I I sometimes wonder like why you know you question why do I have this why Mm -hmm. did this happen to me and for me I think because I'm on the radio and I have a voice Mm -hmm. I feel like I was given MS to be able to spread awareness and to tell other people because hearing Selma Blair describe what she goes through even though it's different than what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. It was so great to have somebody who I could relate to, yeah. right? Who feels what I feel, who says like, I have MS. Yeah. It's just so great to know that you're not alone. And so I feel like, okay, I can look at it that way. And that's why I have this. And there's so many people who are so much more worse off than I am. And I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can walk, you know, I can talk, I can do all the things that I do day to day. And if I feel crummy, okay, I feel crummy. I can handle that. And so it's, you know, just a way to live a little bit more positive with it. And it helps. Wow. Yeah. You're amazing. I don't really know what else to say. You are. You were but, a light when I met you before any of this happened. And you still are. Well, thank you. Yeah. And thank I think you. it's actually cool to, I mean, I think you should tell a little bit about how you got to where you are. Because, I mean, you started out behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Yeah. Like, answering the phones answering for the eight phones bucks an hour. Because of Amy. Mm-hmm. On the. Yes. No, it is. Okay. So. When I was in high school, so Valentine is our host at my FM, and Valentine was doing Afternoons at Kiss, and his wife, Leilani, was my dance coach in high school. And when I graduated high school, I became her assistant coach. And we went to a Rascal Flats concert. She invited me to go with Amy. First time I met Amy. And at the end of the night, Suge says, our phone up was just let go to dig. I like you. Can you answer phones? And I was in school to be a physical therapist. And I said, yeah, I can come. It was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something. So I came and started answering phones, switched my major. I loved radio so much. I went into communications. And then Val just took me. You know, I became an assistant producer when he moved to mornings and then eventually became on air because our co-host, she had jury duty or she was sick one day. And so they just threw me on a mic and I loved it. And so I would always fill in for her. And then a couple of years later became full-time on the show so it was just kind of right place right time and yeah. Amy <laughs> it's like trusting your path mm-hmm. which is despite how much this sucks I I think 
Jill has overcome many things, Mm -hmm. including how much this sucks. Mm -hmm. But I think it does make you this incredible person you are. I just love you so much. I'm so proud of who you are. And we're very close. And we talk. I mean, there's so much more to Jill. She's not MS. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing that's so amazing. You have MS. And most of the time, I barely think about it. Because yeah, you are, I never think that's about how it. I, that's yeah. what, like, how I felt. That's how I feel too. And then I think that's why when Amy sent me the Selma Blair clip and I like put it together, like oh, Jill has a mess, and you would never like it. Just I was the same way. Yeah, and at the same time, I think one of the things is you're so incredibly open about mm-hmm. it, and I think that's why I was so moved by Selma Blair's interview because I saw you. I think that's why I broke down so much when I was watching and I think it's so important that she did what she did Mm -hmm. and you do what you do because people then know what it is my question is is there any advancement like is there been improvements should we keep giving money I know you have your walk coming up yeah is it working the funding and the research they're saying that we should have a cure within 10 years wow yeah so the money is helping, and we do the walk, MS Walk, every April. It's coming up at the Rose Bowl. We put a team together, and last year we had the biggest team there for the Los Angeles area, oh, yeah. which is so amazing. <laughs> but like I've, I always tell people when they come to the walk, like that day alone, seeing everybody that comes, and Tanya, you've come, Becca, your sisters came last year, yeah, yeah. but you, seeing the people in the Team Jillian shirts and walking, like, Seeing the support system that I have, that is what makes me able to just be like, okay, I can handle this because of the people around me, first of all. And I can handle this because I know that I'm not going to get anything that I can't handle. overcome mm-hmm. and I can't handle myself. So I just look at it that way. And it's all about support and positivity. And that's what helps me keep a smile on my face. Wow. I also think there's something really important about the fact that you knew in your gut something was off. Yes. And mm-hmm. to keep... Yeah. Going until you get an answer. You have to be your own advocate. And yeah. my mom and my dad. About your health. You yes. have to. My parents were like, no, this is this is something else. It's not just, you know, my foot's numb because mm-hmm. of a pinched nerve. Right. I knew I didn't feel right. I, there was something definitely off. And so I knew I just had to keep pushing. And if this doctor isn't going to tell me this and they're not going to fight for me, there's somebody else out there who will. Yeah. And eventually we were able to find out what it was. It's also fascinating that you took a quiz online because I do a lot of those and I have diagnosed myself with That's the lesson we're taking out of this interview. Online surveys are better than doctors. You can diagnose yourself. No, no, I do. I do say there is something that you told me about how when they diagnosed you and it was something and I do it. Oh, still yes, yeah, regularly yes. about okay. sitting in the chair and yes. like yeah, I do it all the time. Yes, no okay. So I so when they told me it was a pinched nerve, I thought, okay, I'm gonna go to the chiropractor just in case this really is a pinched nerve. And the doctor like was doing something with my neck and I was like, ooh. And he said, What? And I said, When I put my chin to my chest, I get a really weird sensation in my legs. And he said, <laughs> I do it all and the time. And he said, now. he's like, what's, what do you feel? And I said, I feel like there's electricity from my hips shooting down to my feet. And he said, you need to go to a doctor now. That is a symptom of MS. And I already in my head, I thought I had it. But he said, so I would always make people check, put your chin to your chest, you guys. I, what sit, do you feel? I, sit, I sit down and I put my feet on the ground and I put my chin down here. And I was like, 
I don't feel anything. I just feel a little bit of a strain, but no, no. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm not saying that's how you get oh, diagnosed. No. It just made me a, I'm going to be a freak now. I'm going to be, everyone looks over. I'll never forget I'm it. So, I'm so sorry. It's I told okay. you that. <laughs> I want to say that Jill has an incredible support system in her family. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And for people listening, like, we want to help you. Mm-hmm. We want to support you. If yeah, you we want to be your family. If you're not as lucky as Jill. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Jill, her parents are next level. They're yeah, her whole family. They're the that best. whole family is They're the next best. level. They really are. <laughs> but yeah, but that helps so much is having somebody mm-hmm. that you're not doing this alone. Mm-hmm. And so I get, you know, when we talk about it on our show, I'll get an email that day from somebody who you know, is in the process of finding out if they have MS mm-hmm. and they'll say, you know, just hearing you say that you have it, I just feel so much less alone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love being able to share about it and helping others, you know, and if anybody ever has any questions or they needed a certain doctor, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's so much information out there, especially with the MS society. They are so great at helping people with support groups and different programs and where you can go, the best neurologists, you know, around the world. So they're they're really they're really yeah. great in helping. It's really cool too because like you just being on here and on the radio, it's like someone might be having them these symptoms and be like, oh my god, like this is something to even think about mm-hmm. because they don't, there's they didn't know about it until right. they heard you talking about it. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't have family and like I feel like our Facebook group is like kind of a family, a family so yeah. like speak up and let's all like get together and pray for you and and help. Let's help each other out. Do you ever have a day when you just like? throw things and cry and because I never see that I do I do 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 that alone or with your parents or um most of the time it's alone but there there was one time it was a couple weeks after I was diagnosed and I realized when I was diagnosed okay multiple sclerosis it's a scary diagnosis but I didn't really truly understand what it was and what it meant that my the rest of my life is going to be like this and it was a couple weeks later when we were leaving there was a Mother's Day thing or something with the family, and I just felt horrible. And I was tired of putting on this smile, and pre- I didn't want my family to worry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm good. You know, I'm fine. I'm feeling good, but I just couldn't do it anymore. And so from then on, I was like, I can't hold it in. I can't just pretend that I'm okay when I'm not. And so I just allow myself to feel that breakdown that I have. And when it just gets too much for me to, to mm-hmm. bear, I'll let it out, I'll mm-hmm. cry. I'll call my mom, I'll call my sisters and I'll complain and vent and I get it out and then I'm okay, you know, and then I can continue on. But yeah, there's definite times when I do have that breakdown and I just, you know, I get angry that this is my life. But then I realize, again, there's other people going through things that are so much more worse than what I have and I'm, I'm okay. Wow. How can people follow you and keep up with your story? Oh, on Instagram, I'm at Jillian Elaine. And then if anybody wants to join our team this year, just search for Team Jillian at walkms.org. It's going to be at the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles, um, April 7th. Awesome. So thank you so much for scrubbing in. Thank you Official for having scrubbing. me. I listen all the time, you guys. So thank you. She's amazing. Amazing. I've always, every time I've been with Brett and we've talked, I just, and she tells me stories about Jill and I'm like, oh, she's just so awesome. Like, just knowing about her MS, but on, she's just, I loved what Amy said, that she isn't, that's not everything she is. Right. I think it's I just, it just makes you realize how strong and amazing she is and the fact that she has that and you don't really know. Right. 
she's just she a positive, wonderful person that you see in the halls around here, and she's just great. I know. My mom, like, loves Jill, and she constantly asks me, how's that Jill doing? <laughs> my mom doesn't sound like that. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, how is that Jill doing? How's that Jill doing? <laughs> how's that Jill My mom's not Southern at all, but my mom is always constantly checking in on Jill because she was, like, she was so nice to me when I was just, like, dorky. Though, and you'll always remember that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we need to address Tanya's racism. Yes. Um, there was some controversy on Twitter. Twitter or were there other? Uh, I saw it on Twitter. Twitter. It was okay. Twitter, yeah. So if I have this right, uh, someone, I don't know who posted the original photo, but it was, hey, Grey's celebrates. Uh, last week, Grey's, became, Grey's Anatomy became the longest running primetime medical drama in television history. Yay! And then somebody posted, you know, look back at some of the iconic romances. And it was a picture of Jackson and Maggie. Tanya is not a fan of Jackson and Maggie for one reason. I'm not either. And the reason is? They are related. I don't care what people say that they are not because okay. of technicalities. But I'm sorry. If you're even semi, semi-related, semi you don't need to be sleeping together. There's plenty of fish in the sea. I'm sorry. His mother is married to her father. Yeah. I'm like over that part of it. My thing is that they don't have any chemistry. Like no matter how long they stay together, they don't have chemistry. To be honest, I really don't like any couple That's on Grey's Anatomy right now. I said that. I was, and then they came at me. And, and so I was like, you know what? I'm done here because I am not, tr- this is not worth, I was hungover yesterday. I was like, this is not worth the effort of trying to like prove that I'm not racist because I don't like a couple together. I know. I was like, this is just truly the dumbest thing I have ever but seen. But I do love the dude from Allie McBeal with Kim Raver. I don't, I don't know, know their character names. Karasic. I do like them. I'm, I'm like, the only reason why I like them is because it bugs Owen so much, <laughs> and I don't like him so much. I like that a lot, that yeah. Owen hates that they're yeah. together. I yeah. like that. Owen is literally the worst of all time. Yeah. He's the worst, but uh, 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 what's her name? Catherine. Amelia. Course. Amelia was giving it to him good in yeah. that episode, and I'm everything she said to, was accurate. I need her to go and be away from him. He does not deserve her. He does not deserve anyone. He's bringing point. that character down. Yeah, she she could really thrive in a new relationship. Yes. Yeah, I think she's but, gonna. I see her ending up with uh, Link. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, I but still I like Link for Meredith. I still like Link for Meredith. Mm. But anyway, we didn't finish the story. Somebody posted, "Oh my God, why is this the picture they used, Tanya?" And then you responded like, uh, "Face palm and um, like uh, blah." Or something. blah. No, no, yeah. it was, no. She had the the medical mask <laughs> over the <laughs> medical mask. So then somebody reposted that and said something about this woman is in the media and it's racist and can you believe how racist she's being and I, I wish she wasn't so racist or whatever. Yeah. And then you responded saying, they're brother and sister. That's my gripe with this couple. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're African-American, which I'm sure didn't even occur to you Literally for a second. Literally did not even occur to me. I was like, where... Listen, I had so, I had so many responses, and every time I type it out, I'm like, they just want to have an argument, you know? Yeah. And it was like fan accounts. It was like Pierce's Anatomy, like Maggie's Anatomy. It was I, like, these are literally Maggie fan, fan accounts, so they're like ready to fight on her. Dog. That's when I gave up. I was like, honestly, because I, 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 was, I, I wasn't so angry as I was like, 
that's just not my character. You know what no. I mean? So it just I felt attacked and for no reason. <laughs> but so if I was they like, had put DeLuca and Meredith on that picture, you probably would have had the exact I would have had same thing. Oh, Owen thing. and Amelia? Oh, oh would have been probably yeah. worse. But so when then I clicked on her account, I saw that she was like a Pierce fan or whatever. I was like, There I'm are Pierce done. super fans? I didn't I was know like, that. block. I just blocked her and was like, thank you, next. I'm done. <laughs> Mark, that's part of the problem that you I didn't know is. that. That they're <laughs> oh, super fans. That's account. true. That's I just, true. I just, I don't like that was an attack on your character, which yeah. I didn't like. But also, once I realized who it was, I was like, what? What are we? <laughs> this is not worth our time. <laughs> but also, I think as your profile increases, we've heard that paparazzi now has Tanya Red on their list of people to go <gasps> find. As your celebrity, I know that makes your eyes roll, but you're on E! Pre-Grammy TV show. You're yeah. on E! Again last Friday. As your celebrity grows, you're going to have more of this nonsense to deal with, unfortunately. Um, I, you know what? If there was some merit to it, like, <laughs> I I would... Feel the need. To, I'd like, feel the... Yeah. yeah. But I was just like, this. that couldn't be the farthest thing from the truth. So it really irked my pickle. <laughs> my actual favorite couple is the chief... With the, you know, Catherine with Debbie Allen. Yeah, I like I them. I kind of like them. They have chemistry. When he, she got better and she's all, take me upstairs. That was the worst. Oh, I liked it. Joking? <laughs> I liked it. I'm, I'm horrified them. right now. I'm horrified. They might be one of the strongest couples on Grey's no, right now. No, Ben and Bailey, if we're going to go strong. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Ben, ben and Bailey. And I love him so much in real life. Yeah. Uh, Jason George is amazing. Shout out. We love you. Um, But there's, I am, we have got to get the hashtag justice for Joe starting because she is getting the worst lines <laughs> storyline i'm like what happened she was such a like she married karev it's a kiss of death hopefully not literally but maybe literally i I wonder i wonder the future of that character yeah i don't wouldn't mind a good shake it may be time i don't know if i can handle a big death like that what if it was we're due aren't we you know owen i'd be okay with that Last week's episode you liked, yes. I liked it a lot. But no flashbacks. You promised us flashbacks. There were no flashbacks. But didn't you see that in the in the um what's it called? The preview? They did like all they had like those iconic Grays lines where Yeah, I thought it was gonna be more of a flat like I thought they were gonna show. I think that's like the T V version of clickbait. But can we yeah, yeah. But can we just agree that the episode was very not great? It was I, very really I thought it was okay. I knew you were going to say this, no, Mark. She, she liked it more than I, I did. Too. And I do have to say, Meredith and DeLuca is so forced. I cannot get behind them as a couple. I can't. I'm just hoping it grows because she hasn't been with anyone in a while, and I'm hoping she just, like, gets better. But, I, I mean, her, she and Derek had this magical chemistry that I, like, lived for even them just, like, smiling at each other i'd be like oh, like that made my heart do something yeah. when he smiled over at her because they had that chemistry that I is lacking no from a lot ha- of the couples right no now. no one literally no one has it what about bailey and ben but like there's this like sweet and cute but it's not this like oh this like tingling sensation mm-hmm. it's just like oh they're so sweet together i, know, and like, I, love I like think life. about the cut like callie and arizona that was a couple that was like strong mm-hmm. and like good. It was and like, Derek and Meredith, Callie and Arizona. When Izzy and Alex were together, it was they they had so much chemistry. Tanya doesn't like that because Izzy's supposed to be with Danny Duquette. Yeah. 
They killed him too soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, we're almost out of time, but Tanya does have a quick question she wants to get in here before we go. Yes. Should we be douching? No. God, no. God. God. Why do they I'll make them? i doctor next week. 1,000% no. I've heard e- no on them. But then why do they make them? What are they for? We're going to get a doctor on, but this is what's weird. The answer to that is no, except... Now there's like people coming out and saying, oh, maybe you can. Who was I talking to? I'll get them on next week because I still say no. It's the steaming. Remember Gwyneth talked about steaming? Oh, yeah. Chrissy Teigen tried it. I tried it too. <gasps> steaming what? My vagina. It's what a self-cleaning you... <laughs> organism. You don't need to put things in there. I you I sat with my I sat on top of my steamer, like my steamer that I used to <laughs> I saw Chrissy Teigen do it. Yeah, it was awful. Oh my God. You don't sit like on it. You just like I mean, hover. You can, yeah, you hover. You hover. Wow, I've never. But it's heard like of that right I thought. I, I don't even know why I had that thought this morning. I think I like saw a douching ad or so. I don't know. Some something came to my mind. And I was like, why do they make them then? Like, should we be doing this after our period every month? I don't know, but isn't it like the fact that we call people who are lame douchebag is the most insulting <laughs> thing ever? <laughs> It's not really insulting. It's like it's like you're no, a bag of cleanser for a vagina. No, you're like a bag of what you're cleaning out is what I thought. No, the a douche bag is the, nothing goes in the bag. It just comes out. You squeeze the bag. It's just filled with salt water. Isn't yeah, it's it? filled with like salt water. I just feel like there's good things that you don't necessarily need to clear out on purpose. Like it'll do it. Like Amy said, it'll do it itself. I don't know, guys. Why, do they, we'll make, why the do they make them then? Oh my god. Money, money. Yeah, they make a lot of things. If one that is you our sponsor, use. though. Maybe I'll reconsider it. <laughs> yeah. But for now, no. Yeah. If you own a douche company, please send some our way. We are happy. I'm happy to use it and try it out. We do so many creams and solvents and oh. on the market. I mean, half of them are in the cabinet in my bathroom right now. I am a huge fan of the Monistat Itch Relief. Oh cream, my gosh! I'm not, I am not ashamed to admit it. That thing is a lifesaver. Don't overuse it though, because it has cortisone in it. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. There's but the, that's there's if you have a, a yeast thing. infection, right? No, she's just saying there's things out there for that for purpose. And sometimes things are out there that don't have a necessary purpose. I don't know, guys. I think we might should all be douching. <laughs> Why don't you do it and like I'm happy to volunteer as tribute. I will try douching. <laughs> we want a full report. <laughs> I will volunteer as tribute and take one for the team. <laughs> and report back. I will douche this week. I don't think there's a better tease you could give for next week's show. I know. Show. I mean, literally the best tease we've had all year, I would say. <laughs> okay. Here we uh, go. Team. Thank you to Shake Shack. Shake Shack is a modern-day roadside burger stand known for its 100% all-natural Angus beef burgers, chicken sandwiches, and flat-top Vienna beef dogs. No hormones, no antibiotics, not ever. Spun fresh, frozen custard, crinkle cut fries, craft beer and wine, and now chicken bites. Shake Shack, thank you for sending over lunch today. Find one near you at ShakeShack.com. Thank you to ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Becca. BioClarity. You can save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. When you go to the checkout there and you enter the code Becca and ADT. To learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you, visit ADT.com slash podcast. Yes, indeed. And next week, I think you'll all be back to find out the results of this week's experiment. Oh. <laughs> Literally can't wait. Do you want to do it with me? No, I want you to do Not it. Not together, but like do it. And- <laughs>
Like, nothing would be surprising if you wanted to do it together. But I would say we'd do it separately. We could do different bathrooms. <laughs> In the same At home. the same time. Yeah. Would um, you FaceTime each other from the other bathroom? She would try. <laughs> I would try. And I'd be like, decline. <laughs> <laughs> Not the time. Not the place. Um, I'd rather you do it, <laughs> report back, and then me do it. Okay. I'll be honest. I will have an unbiased opinion. Is that true? Yeah, because I don't, it's like I own a douche company. I know, but you like to be like, they said we should be doing it, so we should be, even if you hated it or whatever. You know that to you. Mm -mm. (laughs) Unbiased. I don't even know how to do it. Well, there's direction. (laughs) (laughs) Time of death, 13.02. I feel like that was a good show. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds. Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's Better H-E-L-P. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 